When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Roman on Leap podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, I'm going to take a look back at the Washington football team Dallas game from the past weekend. It was a train wreck debacle with not much to talk about, but I hit on a few things. The team is pretty much out of it, so they're just fighting to finish the season strong. Have a chance to get to 8-9 winning these last two games. Also look ahead of the Washington football team Eagles game this upcoming weekend. The team will look for revenge of that loss of Philly just 10 days ago. About the time Sunday's game kicks off. With the win this weekend, they could play spoiler versus a bitter, bitter rival. The last day, I'll look at some waiver wire pickups and matchup-based starts for your fantasy football playoffs. A lot to cover, so here we go. Looking back at that Washington team Dallas game, it was an embarrassing display of football that doesn't deserve a lot of analysis. And they lost to a better team, um, but the officials didn't help. I uh, just want to point out a few things that I saw, and I know it sounds probably like a sore Washington team, you know, supporter that's a loser, but you know. I, it just it baffles me how you can have an ineligible man downfield on that second possession of the game for Dallas where they were the next play they went up 14-0. Clear as day, Tyler Baez, Baez passed the first down marker and the referees did not call it. And that was a third down play. It was third and five. If the they called that penalty, it was third and eleven. Maybe the Washington team holds Dallas a field goal there. Um, you know, it just it was not like it was a judgment call with holding pass interference. That's the letter of the law, ineligible man outfield. It's clear as day. If you saw a look over picture, ineligible man outfield in the dictionary, that's what that would be. Um, then you have the taunting where Randy Gregory just rolled right onto Taylor Heineke. Excuse me, right next to him. Didn't call it. The referee literally was looking right at him. You know, and everyone, the big emphasis on taunting this year was, oh, it's going to incite a fight if, you know, you were, we're trying to avoid that. And that easily could have been a fight because Taylor could have pushed Randy Gregory, then the Washington Offensive Line would have came out to defend him, the def- Dallas Evans would have came on the field. It could have been a fight and if they didn't call that. So, and they didn't call it. So it didn't matter. I mean, I mean um, it's no secret that it seems like Dallas usually gets his benefits of those calls. And even Trayvon Diggs on Terry. And Diggs is a good corner. I'm not taking that away from them, but he, he can't guard Terry one-on-one. Uh, even in that little montage they showed right after halftime, Terry is literally being held every time they show him uh, Diggs is pulling on his jersey. Um, but again, you know, no call. And then even the, the I guess, unsportsman or whatever you want to call it, unnecessary roughness on Bob McCain, on Dalton Schultz. Yes, it was near his head, but it wasn't at his head. That was not a penalty. It just looked like a good, clean hit as it was. But then later in the game, John Bates made a great play to... Um, Late in the game, when the team with the game was obviously completely over, Bates got hit near the sideline, literally speared him with his helmet to helmet, no call. So, um, referees are absolutely horrible. Do want to emphasize that yes, that's not the reason they lost this game, it just didn't help. The Washington football team got their butts kicked and they lost like they should have. But it is something I pointed out, and that was just more than infuriated me more than anything else, just because it was clear as day some of those penalties and none of them were called and it's just ridiculous that it, that it happens that way um i think cole holcomb even said some things about it on twitter when you know he, he was home with covid so um it's just unfortunate it's an unfortunate thing the league uh, saw but again it's not gonna be talked about because it's dallas and dallas won so it doesn't really matter but if dallas had those calls against him that would have been you know top story news the next day um 
But, you know, it is what it is. A little bit throughout the game, I thought John Bates showed to be a bright spot. I mean, the, the touchdown catch name that play I was alluding to earlier it was great to break a couple tackles and, you know, gain 20, 25 yards. He's looking like he could definitely be the tight end, too, for the feasible future behind Logan Thomas. That's a nice fourth-round pick right there. I thought Sadiq Charles held up as well as he could, um, replacing Sheriff. Thought he looked, thought he was good. Jeremy Reeves was good again. I really like the way he plays. Um, he very least should be a backup safety in the NFL. He, I think he's better than a practice squad player, and I think he'll be on the Washington roster next year, someone's roster next year, um, to at least be a backup safety because he can play in this league. Um, Taylor was a, you know horrible again. It's no shocker. To the outcome of this game, even that first play of the game to Terry, you know, a lot of momentum was killed in that play. The Washington got the Dallas defense after one first, Dallas offense off the field after one first down. Taylor predetermined that throw. I don't mind the throw. I don't mind the decision. I just, I, uh, I, I mind the actual throw of, that was a horrible throw to the inside of the field. If he throws to the outside of the, you know, sideline, Taylor has a chance to make the play on that ball or at least force an incompletion. Um, so it was perfectly thrown two digs and that's not what you want. So that was a bad throw by Heineke. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's time to at least give Kyle a shot. You know, obviously both these guys aren't starting quarterbacks this week. Taylor can, you know, be a low-end backup. Excuse me, low-end starter, high-end backup, but the team needs to, you know, shoot for a franchise quarterback this offseason. If Taylor's a guy again next year, I've said in the podcast before, they can win with him if he have a really good offense around him and a defense with this defense thought they were supposed to be before the year, but um, they don't have that right now. But if they have the next year, maybe they came with some games with Taylor and, you know, sneak into the playoffs next year. But, um, you know, really, really unfortunate game by him. I'm um, happy to see De'Ami Brown get a deep shot. Um, obviously, he's not progressed as well as the team hoped for this year. He, he was a raw player coming into this year. I always thought he'd be more of a 2022 contributor than a 2021. But it was nice to see him get a deep play down the field on digs and, you know, safety over the top. So that was a really nice play. But De'Ami in these next two weeks with um, not as much to play for, I'd like to see him get a little more chances down the field. I mean, I'm a big Cam Sims guy as well, but Cam's a free agent next year. I'm assuming they're not going to resign him the way they didn't play him this year. So you might as well get some De'Ami Brown some more reps and see what he can do. Uh, moving on to the Eagles game this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, have to neutralize Jalen Hurts. I've said it before. He's a big part of the running game, but oddly enough, he has not been running as much. I think the angle injury is still still haunting him. I still think they need to make him a throw or beat you with his arm because he's not a, a dropback passer in this league. Far from it. Um, he definitely is a more RPO kind of guy, and he's very good at it. So they got to really you know, neutralize that to have a chance to win this game. Great to have Montez back, um, set the edge with his athleticism. Um, he had obviously a sack from Morgan Sam two weeks ago. Um, and again, having the full front is really going to help because they are, are smart and they play their assignments well. Talking about Jason Williams, Casey Tuhill, as long as Jason Williams can um, battle through that as a problem, which is obviously probably a side effect from this COVID bout. Obviously, Philly's embraced the running game. It's the only reason they've, or the main reason, excuse me, they've won as many games as they've had the last couple of weeks. And are very well positioned to get into the playoffs. Uh, Miles Sanders has a broken hand, is out, so um, that's going to be a big blow to them. And Jordan Ho- Jordan Howard has a stinger, so he might be out as well. So they might be leaning on uh, guys like Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. Um, Boston Scott's a, a smaller running back, but definitely is a tough runner. And Kenneth Gainwell is more explosive out of the backfield, um, and uh, yeah, is a threat out of the backfield as well in the pass game. So those two guys that Washington defense is the key on, especially if Howard, Howard is out, just like Sanders is. Uh, the Eagles, again, they have a young receiver group, but I'm a big fan of Devontae Smith. Um, he was my second-rated um, receiver last year outside of Jamar Chase. Um, almost a tie, really, with Jalen Waddle. Both, all three of those guys have had a really good rookie season so far. Um, Rager, again, is a guy that struggled. It seems like Quez Watkins is someone that Jalen Hartz is looking to build more of a rapport for and hit, the, hit him you know, deep down the field. Watson's a big speed guy, probably the fastest guy out of those three. Um, so look for uh, they need to keep an eye on Watkins down the field. Dallas Goddard had a great game a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of the you know, top echelon tight ends of this league right now. Um, really, I think he had a big game because Cam Curl was out, and I think Cam Curl's going to be on him a lot more. 
Um, if he was on him, you know, last Tuesday or whatever it was two Tuesdays ago, that would have been a much different story. And I think it's going to be the way this year. Curl is going to be on him this week, and that will hopefully neutralize whatever Goddard's going to contribute. It will help having Cole come back in that linebacker as well. Phillies had a really good offensive line this year, especially during the, for the run. Um, um, but again, a, a Sweat and Allen play, I think they can get to Hurts like they did a few weeks ago as well. They had three sacks in that game. I think they can do the same this 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 uh, upcoming Sunday. But, you know, overall, the theme is, again, have to stop the run, have to make Hurts throw the ball to have the best chance of victory because Philly, um, they, the, when they struggled at the beginning of this year, is because Hurts was throwing the ball a lot, and that's not what they want if they want to win games. Uh, Philly, again, has a solid front four. It's going to be better having Sheriff back this time, um, going against, like, uh, Fletcher Cox and uh, Javon Hargrave on the inside. Those guys are really good interior uh, uh, defensive linemen. Um, Singleton is a, you know, solid linebacker. Not great, but he's solid. And T.J. Edwards is, you know, okay as a linebacker as well. And then obviously at corner, Darius Lee has had a really, really good bounce back year for them. Terry's going to be uh, going up against him. Terry can still beat Darius, um, so don't shy away from that. They need to get Terry the ball. It's been kind of ridiculous the way he has not gotten the ball these last really month of play. He's your best offensive player. They need to prove him, uh, I mean, uh, play it that way because I don't care that he's getting double or triple team. They need to get him the ball. I mean, look at the way that even Jalen Waddle is getting used right now for the Dolphins. They're moving him in the backfield in the slot. He's not one place at the same time. The guy's getting 10 catches a game, and uh, Terry's better than Jalen Wall. Jalen Wall is going to be a very good receiver. I'm taking away from it. Um, if, they, if Dolphins can be ready to get their number one weapon the ball, Scott Turner needs to do the same thing for Terry McLaurin. Um, but I have to get back to the run game. Had to lean on Antonio Gibson, feed him if healthy. Uh, he did get a limited practice in on Wednesday with a hip injury. I guess it's different than his toe or calf, shin, whatever was bothering him earlier in the year as well. Um, but, you know, if he's rested because of the way this team is playoffs looks right now, um, make Jared Patterson obviously get a lot more carries along with Jonathan Williams or even Wendell Smallwood. Um, but again, if Gibson plays, uh, it, I'd like to see him get, you know, 20 carries. Uh, again, have to get Terry back involved, like I alluded to earlier. I'd like to see him get 1,000 yards. Um, he's too good of a receiver not to have a 1,000-yard season, especially in a 17-game season. He's at 899 right now. He's 101 short of 1,000. I think Gibson is a 108 short of 1,000 rushing yards. So both those guys, both those plateaus are in play. I like to see Cam Sims get involved more. Um, he played a little more this half last week, but didn't really get too many targets. Um, I like him as a player, but again, with him being an upcoming free agent, it might be time to feature more of a De'Ami Brown type. Um, Curtis Samuels is limited in practice. Maybe see get Curtis some looks. Um, there's two weeks left. Let's see what he can do. Get some momentum build for the next year. Um, and see what you know they can incorporate for next year's system because obviously this year was a lost cause for Curtis, but hopefully just see him get more involved in the offense would be nice to see. Um, I tried again, try to work Diami in more. I'd love to see another shot take downfield uh, to him. That was his forte in North Carolina, and he had a big play last week against Dallas um, using that deep speed that I know he has. So it'd be nice to see him get a you know a few more looks and even the intermediate routes because he you know he can do that as well. Now, I expect the team to play better. Um, I think they're going to want to bounce back. I mean, that was a horrible national TV showing, especially with the infighting between Duran and Jonathan Allen. Um, which, again, I guess I didn't hit that on that earlier, but that, that was horrible to see. Um, you know, those are two of your best defensive players, players overall on the team. Uh, Jonathan obviously was not happy, but he's a captain. He really can't show that emotion, especially when he's being honored to be the Washington team's representative for Walter Payton Man of the Year. It's not a good look. And uh, obviously, Deron was egging him on. Um, those guys have had a long history together going back to Alabama. I know they're friends or family. I'm sure it's going to be um, something that is not going to be linger, hopefully. And I'm sure they've worked on it. But obviously, a disgusting place to, you know, for that to happen on national television for everyone to see. And as bad as the team played, that was a big part of it. A big storyline as, as well of it. So, um, again, it's not the biggest thing in the world. It's just, you know, you got to show your, you know, handle your emotions better. I know they're getting their butt kicked. 
and it's you know it's only natural but really they got to do a better job of you know containing that and you know work use that aggression on the field because the team needed it nothing changed after that and it was horrible before that and it was horrible after that so um again a lot of things that need to be changed going forward for this team um especially on the defensive side it was a huge disappointment this year and they need to bounce back in a big way in 2022 if they're going to get back on the right track uh, but again, I expect the team to play better this week. Um, but I think Philly has a lot, obviously, more to play for. I'm trying to get into the playoffs. I have Philly winning 27-23. Uh, looking at fantasy, um, you have quarterback Trey Lance for the San Francisco 49ers going against Houston. Um, he had 29 points in a start against Seattle earlier this year. You're in the championship, so you might not want to risk it on a quarterback like that. But maybe you're playing for a consolation game. Uh, Trey Lance might be an option. I expect them to run all over Houston, um, and I think Lance will be part of that. Then you have running back Boston Scott from the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously playing the Washington football team. He could be the RB1 this week due to injuries. They're going to you know, run 20 to 30 times a game. That's what they've been doing recently. So he'd be an option. You got Texas running back Rex Burkhead going against those 49ers. He had a best game of his career of 149 yards, two touchdowns last week. Tougher matchup this week, but it can, can be a flex option. Then you have Cam Akers, Rams running back. Absolute crazy recovery to come back from Achilles injury in just five months. And he could be sprinkled in with Sony Michelle with uh, Daryl Henderson out in, uh, for L.A. You have Chargers receiver Josh Palmer. He had five catches and 43 yards on touchdown last week against Houston. Um, he's a top outside option for them with Mike Williams out again with COVID. Um, then you have Buffalo wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie. He had 11 catches, 125 yards on a touchdown, filling in for Cole Beasley. Um, I think he should get more looks even with Beasley coming back. He's a guy that Allen looked for a lot last week in a huge game and uh, someone that could take attention away from Stephon Diggs. Then you have Packers receiver Alan Lazard. He has touchdown in two of, two of the last three weeks. Um, he's someone that Aaron looks to um, for some big plays on the field. And obviously with DeMonte being doubled, uh, Lazard is someone that's going to get some more looks. Well, that, that includes the Roman League episode. Washington team will look for a win to end its three-game losing streak. Hope some of these fantasy tips help you in your playoffs. Next week, I'll be back with a new episode looking back at the Eagles game, along with a preview of the Washington team New York Giants season finale. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanRoundLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please like, rate, and subscribe. Happy New Year. And this is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.